0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to thank you for taking the time to come in here and be on this podcast. Even though you were kind of thrown under the bus by your by your sensei.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So tell me, Tony, where were you born?
1: I uh, well, firstly, thank you for for, for sparing the time. I'm from Plymouth, uh, which is part of Devonshire in England. It's so a very famous uh, naval port. Okay.
0: Are you English? I'm English. You're English, okay? Because uh, there's a lot of people in England that aren't.
1: Yeah, no, it's interesting. Uh, right. Recently, my father did one of those DNA tests for right. us. We thought it would be interesting to find out if there were some dark, you know, secrets uh, in the family. And it came back 96% exactly where we live now. So it Uh-oh. seems our family hasn't there's, there's, moved there's in centuries. a whole bunch of
0: stuff. Yeah, okay. We're <laughs> Tell me this. Do you have
1: siblings? Uh, I have an older sister. Okay. Uh, how many years different? Six years.
0: So that would mean that you guys weren't that close
1: do you know, funny enough, we were very close. Even though I would enter school, she would leave it because right, exactly. it's right on that turn. Right, but exactly. uh, where we're from it's it's uh, it's mainly a national park and of course mm-hmm. the the sea. So every weekend we would go as a family and, and you know, she was she was my playmate um, playing up on the, the moors or on, off in a boat trying to catch mackerel. So we're actually quite close, even though there is a significant difference. Even now? Even now.
0: Okay, all right. Does she have kids a family? No, uh,
1: she, uh, she's a very smart lady, smarter than me okay. by far. She married a, a gentleman who uh, is, is very well uh, set up, shall we say. Okay. Um, and okay. so he does his investing, and uh, and she um, she specializes in teaching autistic children. Okay, uh, so that, that's kind of what she does, but she's semi retired now. Mm. That's what she tells me.
0: So what was it like growing up in England? I, don't, I know very little about that, because being an American and growing sure. in
1: America, you know.
0: Sure. You, that's, oh, th- there's one thing i like to tell you, this is sure. you being English. Sure. Um, some people may not like this, but I think you'll find it quite amusing. Mm. I had my kids at the British school okay. for three years. And people asked me, as an, Amer- you know, as an American, why did I have my kids at the British school? And I said it's simply because the English don't think they're superior to Americans. Mm-hmm. They know they are. I was going to say, it's,
1: uh, <laughs> do you, know, do you know it's funny because uh, people say England, of course you know the Japanese t- t- define the whole of the United Kingdom as and it gets very confusing. Where I'm from it's very, very colloquial. Okay. I'm from a very small area, very small uh, population of people in that area. We have our own very strong accent. So like is,
0: how many? Like, how big Well I mean
1: the, the entire of, of the, the county is probably about... Let's say a max seven hundred and fifty thousand people across a huge span. So I, I grew up mainly in, in towns with about less than thirty thousand people. So, so everyone knew everybody. basically. Everybody knew everybody, and everybody. I mean, it was very Anglo-Saxon. Okay. Uh, and so,
0: so anyone that came in that weren't you guys knew right away.
1: Oh yeah. I, I mean, is it still that way, kind of now? It, it it's changed. It, it's improved. But just a little bit. Yeah. What do you mean? So you, that's improving. Well, no. I th- I, look, I mean, the, to be perfectly honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on your definition. For, right, for right. me, you know, we we were so stuck in our ways. I think if you'd have gone, you know, when I was growing up in the in the seventies, and you'd gone there in nineteen fifty, there would be no virtual change. You probably had better music, okay, but that was about better. it. And I, I doubt if it had
0: changed much. So, when was the first time you saw someone outside outside of being on television in real life? You mean a person of color?
1: Yes. Probably or there was non-Anglo-Saxon. When I was about 9, 10, okay. and we went to Oxford. Okay. And, okay. I, and I saw a guy who uh, later, um, because I, I moved to, uh, well, my parents moved to Oxford, and I went to school there. And uh, there was a family who ran the uh, Chinese restaurant, okay. uh, Hong Kongese. Uh, and there were a couple of children, uh, one who'd come back from Kenya. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a friend, uh, Mark. Uh, who who uh, was um, black, and there was one kid who I think was uh, Bangladesh, and that was it.
0: Wait, so when you went there with your family,
1: yeah. So it, we've moved on a bit, but we're talking about nine until I saw someone who wasn't. Okay. you know, unless it was on a New York a, cop show. or
0: But what was the feeling? What did you think? I mean, how were you? How did how did you react oh, to it?
1: To, to be honest with you, on a personal level. It was okay. He's a nice guy. He's funny. Okay. We got on well. So yeah. it wasn't like massive. Oh, these people must be really, really different. Mm-hmm. I mean, you notice okay. things. It, it fascinated me when I when I first met Mark. The the inside of his palm versus right, the right. outside right, was, right, right. was fascinating. Okay. But Mark know, was the guy. The black Mark, guy. Mark was the black guy. the okay, okay. First I met, and uh, but he was a good athlete, and and I was really into sports, and you know we hit it off and and became good friends. But, okay. But that was that's about it. So oh, you were, wait, I'm getting, You were going there to visit. You were going there to go to school. So this was uh, when I went. We moved. The family moved uh, when I was nine to Oxfordshire. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, oh,
0: so you left that whole area. So this was the big that move. Whoa!
1: Well, what was the reason? I mean, if, my father's mean, job. What did your father do? So my father. So my father started off in the '60s. Uh, he ran uh, supermarkets. Okay. Uh, and he was also uh, in the Special Constabulary, which is, uh, I don't know if you have that in the U.S. It's a, it's a kind of voluntary police force, and, mm-hmm. and they kind of use it to filter people to get into the police force. Okay. Um, and so my father was doing that and working in the co-op, um, uh, which is a supermarket. Mm-hmm. And then he moved into insurance because family mm-hmm. connections. Um, and then through his job to become a, a kind of regional manager, he had to move outside of Devon. And really, that was probably the first time my family had moved outside of the county.
0: Your mom, your dad, any, your dad. So anybody, just, anybody. So it's just as interesting. The whole family took this on in. Was so huge. So when you guys came home, what, what, what would the conversations be like? Look who I met
1: today. <laughs> well, <I'm>, f- firstly, <laughs> I, I would get terribly teased because of my accent. Okay. There are certain things uh, that I would say which, which you know, were hilarious. Water. But do you have
0: an accent now? No.
1: If if I talk to my parents uh, for a while, it would come back. Why don't you talk to them while we're talking, just for a little bit? So I'll give you t- two You're good right. examples: water and rubber. If if I were to say that in my home accent, you get water and rubber, and water and rubber, yeah, and okay. it's it's much higher uh, kind of pitch, um, and certain words you wouldn't use outside. In them, if you say in them, it's, it's like a Jap- it's like in Japanese, you would say ne, yeah. um, okay. in them. Or you use that in between. You Use that in between. Those what are pillars, exactly. So I would, you know, we, we come back and you know my, my parents would be laughing uh, at the fact that you know the kids have been giving me grief over
0: because they couldn't understand what you were saying, oh. and they really push it. Kids they oh, yeah, really course. push it. Of course, they really push it.
1: When you're nine or ten, they think it's hilarious. <laughs> Luckily, uh, you know, I was I was always very very tall. Okay, would, so you good. Yeah, know. so I, no one was going to push no, it too, too, too much. Far. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> one of the biggest kids there. Um, uh, and it I always f- freaks uh, Japanese people out because I was five kilograms when I was born. So I was a very long child. And uh, yeah, which for Japanese is just... <laughs> and your mom's okay? I'm seen. Oh, yeah. Is, no. <laughs> you, is, your, is your sister tall too? Uh, no. That, that's, uh, that's the interesting thing. She's about, I don't know, five, five four,
0: five, five. And you're six, what? Five. Six, five. Yeah. There's a huge difference between us. Oh. Yeah. You guys look alike, though.
1: No, not really. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. We both have, uh, my, my sister very much uh, looks at, uh, looks like my mother, and I'm okay. kind of a mix of my You're father dead. and my mother.
0: And your mom and dad are doing okay?
1: Yeah. They are. Right. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Uh, we're very lucky again, because it's such a, a countryside area. Um, Would they move back? Here. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we, we jumped ahead. <laughs> okay. So we, sure we, we moved to Oxford about uh, when I was nine, and then mm-hmm. we moved back to Devonshire uh, mm-hmm. after four years. Right. Um, again, my father had done what he needed to do to, to come back to get his promotion to the mm-hmm. next step, mm-hmm. and so we moved back to Devonshire, um, uh, which was which was great. And the the connection for me always between that has been team sports. My father was uh, very clear that you know to, for you socially the important thing is for you to be in team sports. So, what about for your sister? No, she mm. might so <laughs> so my, my sister was <laughs> was the academic.
0: And I was the jock. <laughs> He'd read to her, and that would be it. Yeah. yeah. So re- read the books, and uh, then it was. What kind time. of sports? So you did soccer. Well, you football. football. You did football. Absolutely. Did you do cricket?
1: Uh, yeah. So I mean, basically you set up by the seasons, right? So I swam right. you around. Right. Winter is for football, <laughs> and then in summer you, you got cricket, athletics, and tennis. Right. Was
0: he there at
1: all the all your events? Every Sunday. Every Making Sunday. Making sure you were there, right? Well, no. Hey, not that not so too much, much because okay. you know you, you needed to get the teams around, so. The dads would always turn up with the cars to make sure the teams could get to the, the right, football right, grounds. Right, right, right. But yeah, I, I mean, I look back in it now I just think, my goodness me, what a what a stoic. I mean, you know, in British winters can be pretty grim, and uh, the dads kind of standing on. I'm sure there were a few nips going around <laughs> just to keep <laughs> everybody warm, but they had, to. they, they had yeah. it tough. Yeah, that's good one. Wow. Okay, so anyway, so
0: you, so you said you were, you'd were moved to where first? We moved. Uh, I was born in Plymouth, we moved to, to, to Oxfordshire. Oxfordshire,
1: a town called Didcot, okay. and then we moved back to Devon uh, to a uh, uh, town called Exmouth. So Plymouth is where the River Plym comes out and the River Ex is, is Exmouth. It
0: was, was that close to where you came up? It was
1: quite close. Very,
0: very close, okay. Yeah. And then, so how old were you when you moved back? So you were nine years old when you moved
1: the first time. Uh, and I think I was 12 when we moved back.
0: Okay, and then that was it? You stayed there until... And
1: still yeah. there until university. University. Your parents are still there now. Uh, no, they just moved it slightly <laughs> down the coast because closer to a, where, okay. yeah, to where they were born. Um, <laughs> and the, and the reason is that they found a beautiful apartment. They have an apartment that looks out over the, the sea, it's <laughs> okay. stunning. So they All thought, right. okay, well, we'll stay there. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they're they're for their age, they're what uh, 75, 77, Oh, well, seven. they're still young. Yeah, they're but they're young. in really good shape. Looking good. Yeah. So what do they
0: what do they do? I mean, to keep themselves active.
1: Uh, my mother is an incredible socialite. Uh, okay, she loves so she, she loves meeting people and she she, she gains the, energy from from friends and and my father uh, is really big into metal detecting so he goes out because it's huge has a detector, really? goes out with a detector bends down just what exciting. is some what are some interesting things he's found uh, he, a lot of coins uh, he gets right. a lot of coins some of them uh, going back to the Elizabethan does material. he does
0: he cash them I mean does he no he, he, he keeps he's them. keeping all of it
1: yeah so. I mean, it's, the UK is, is very well uh, established, so, you know, you get a find, you have to report it because oh, half it of it belongs to the Queen, whatever happens. Is that right? Absolutely. It's, her, it's her land. So then, you know, it has to be tabulated so people know where things are. So eventually, you know, uh, maybe your collection goes to the Crown or it goes to a local mm-hmm. museum, whatever. So it's very different, I yes, think. It is. US. It is different. I mean, we don't know enough about it. I'm starting to learn more.
0: All right, so then you go back and then yep. you finish your schooling, yep. and when you finish schooling, you just went up to what grade?
1: So I, uh, I went to what they call a college, uh, sixth form college. Sixth form? Sixth form. So between the ages of 16 and 18 in the UK, okay. you basically focus down your education onto three major subjects, one of which you'll take a university. Okay. So it's not a, you've finished your general schooling at 16, and then you go you specialize. Um, I was an arts major, so I, I did um, English literature as main theatre, but I enjoyed psychology as well, so I threw that in. Um, and then, after two years of that, uh, I went to Brunel University, which is just outside of London. Mm-hmm. What is your specialty? Uh Actually, Brunel was, uh, it was founded as an engineering uh, university, okay. but certainly when I was there, it was incredibly well known for its sports. Okay. Uh, and engineering. Uh, less so for the arts, but to be honest with you, I just wanted is to you, move to London. Is there a, that was okay. the big thing in my head, because I'm a country boy, so I oh, yeah, want yeah. to go and see the big, big lines. And you, what, you were 18 at that time, or 16? 18. 18, okay. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, university was, was was super exciting, and living you know in London. And
0: you were boarding? Were you at the boarding school?
1: Or? Uh, so, yeah, so um, basically they have halls of residence, as they call okay. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that was a unique time, I think it is for everybody, but it, I think the, the friendships made there and what you learn about yourself and, and what you want to be is just massively important. Yes. I mean, I'll be brutally honest with you, I was probably the least kind of uh, academically bent. I took the subjects I took because I would always get good grades at them, even mm-hmm. if I didn't try that hard. <laughs> and I just kind of enjoyed them, but, uh, you know, the, the friends we had then, we're, we're all still very much in touch, and you know if there's a wedding, uh, fly back uh, mm-hmm. to be with them. But I think what was really interesting about that group, certainly around me, none of them initially stayed in the UK. We all went to different places around but't
0: that but isn't that that's very customary of most Englishmen anyway. I mean you, you <laughs> think of yourself as being an island nation, you've been all over the world? Yeah, you know I mean, come on, I mean, first to start off when you guys were Romans, and sure. then from there. Then you know you gave everybody plumbing and good roads, exactly. and then what? So don't, <laughs> don't
1: forget the trains.
0: Could I have the trains? Are oh, the trains the Travel by jury. Come on, come on yeah. um, Right, right.
1: So yeah, it probably is. It's much easier yeah, for us. There's always travel, yeah. but it's still unusual, I think. For, for certainly, my, my my close friends at, at that period, we all. You know, one friend uh, moved down to Botswana okay. um, <laughs> uh, to to work in safaris. See? And he's still there? Uh, he spent eight years, I think, okay. there and then okay, moved okay. back because his family run the safari companies. Okay. So he moved back to run that for them in the mm-hmm. UK. Mm-hmm. Another friend moved to Germany uh, where he was doing theater. Um, and another friend moved to is it, Whistler, I think. In okay. uh, I'm not in sure state, where that okay. is. Yeah. Uh, and Wisconsin, so, I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and so we all, and, and obviously, as soon as university finished, I came to Japan, literally.
0: So how many years has it been now?
1: Uh, since I first moved here, it's twenty-six years.
0: So you moved here. So you had to move here when you were 24? 20...
1: Uh, no, twenty-two. Twenty-two.
0: Yeah. So now you're forty-eight. Correct. Wow. And you, so straight out of uni, you decided to come here.
1: So. I, I, if had we, you wait? Had you
0: ever been outside of England? Yes. To that? Yes. To where?
1: Uh, Canada. Uh, I have relatives in Canada okay, okay. in Ontario. <laughs> Uh, I'd been to uh, Spain, uh, Greece, um, and France, I think. Um, oh, prior, but we, prior we would always try to come in here. Yeah, we would always summer in Greece. That was okay. like my oh, okay. family loved Greece very oh, much, yeah. um, and so did I. If that's the that's the the um, chronological order, the Japan thing started probably when I was back in Plymouth. Uh, I had seen an episode of Kung Fu. If you remember the David do, Carradine, yes, yes, classic. A, not a, yeah, and the guy <laughs> at the age of seven, I had told my parents, "I'm going to Japan." Well, Kung Fu had nothing to do with Japan. Well, there you go. The, the, story, the story badly starts then. So, I, you know, I, I wanted to lift an iron kettle <laughs> and get yeah, the there, yeah. And so i and at that time, you know, I think it was post-Bruce Lee and everything, so I was wandering around in, in espadrilles thinking that they were Kung Fu slippers. And, uh, and so my parents were like, yeah, of course yeah, you do so. So yeah. <laughs> when, I had mo- when we moved to Oxford, it happened that there was a judo club. So I started doing judo when I was, was eight. In the cauliflower years, Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, 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 no. You didn't do it a lot. Well, that, that was the thing. So, when we, so I did it while I was in uh, uh, Oxford. And then when we moved back to Devon, I was mm-hmm. so involved because I was all on the sports teams at school with other sports. So I stopped. But at 16, I had a very bad accident. I broke my leg and smashed my ankle to bits in a football match. I'm a football man. Yeah, it's quite a rare injury. Wait, somebody, so after you fell, somebody jumped on top of you? No, what actually happened was I, I had gone for the ball. My leg was hyperextended. The okay. guy was trying to hit the ball, oh, oh, oh. and he hit my leg. And, and it just pop. snapped. Yeah. Um, and that, firstly, that laid me out. But what happened was the bones didn't knit cleanly. Mm-hmm. So they said to my father, basically, look, we can either break them again and, and set it up properly, mm-hmm. or he's going to limp. Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. And my father was quite an athlete himself, said, no, 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 you you, you reset it. That's right. So they broke it again. So I was probably in cast for about six months. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that meant I couldn't go back to football uh, and a lot of the other things I was doing, you know, it just didn't peel. And there was an Aikido club at my sixth form college. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll give it a try. And that rekindled this... uh, Going to Japan. Japan, yeah. And I actually worked out the difference between China well, and be Aikido. At least yeah. Aikido took you
0: closer you, to a year. Exactly. Dream, yeah.
1: And so, uh, yeah, the university, I I, I did. I first visited Japan in 92 because I wanted to do some Aikido. Here. Okay. Um, Had you studied the language at all? No. I knew Kote and oh. Seiza, and that was about oh, yeah, it. Right, I thought yeah. that. That's more than any other point. would know
0: Yeah, Aikido I was going to say, that would get me there. Okay.
1: And uh, I was very lucky. I went uh, uh, to, to the Aikido school that I was associated with um, and uh, there was a super group of people there um, and there was uh, one gentleman who looked after me a guy called Dan De Prospero who's, who's written books on Kudo he 's a beautiful book he's written uh, for Kudaj and uh, you know he really took me under his wing and he was very kind, and he said, look, you know, stop forcing this stuff and, you know, relax and it will yeah, come yeah, more yeah. naturally. Yeah, right, right. yeah, it happened, basically. He was in California, actually. Yeah, um, and,
0: uh, <laughs> Real laid-back, I guess. Yeah, yeah you know, know, laid-back
1: Chill, dude. But yeah. I actually met, uh, you know, the 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 guy at the time. He was the first 10th Dan in Aikido. as a guy called Tohi Koichi. Mm. And uh, I met him really at a late stage in his life. He, he, he passed away a few years later, but mm. he... I grabbed him and he put me into a puddle in the floor. I mean, it, see, was, right. it was astonishing. You know, uh, right
0: then, this is no Yeah, joke. no, this, this, this guy you know, knows what he's doing with his, right.
1: with his body dynamics. Right. So that was great. And so, yeah, I came back, continued, I could do it through university, and then uh, mm-hmm. uh, I came over on the JET program.
0: Okay.
1: So I was a JET.
0: JET's international, then.
1: Yeah. I thought it was just... Uh, well, uh, my understanding was that uh, JET was set up for native speakers of English. Oh, right, right, so of course, yes. It's not just American English. So you got, you got the, Ameri- the Northern Now, Tony, American.
0: tell me if you know this or not. This is just a little brief thing on history I heard before. Mm. That actually, the way the British spoke at first is the way that I speak. That's the way it started. Then, they wanted to differentiate themselves, yeah. and the royalty started speaking the way they're speaking now. Which is not the original way English was spoken. It was speak, spoken more the way that we speak it. Yeah.
1: I, I heard the I same thing. Right? Certainly in Boston. You heard the in, same thing, In didn't Boston, you? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because if, if you remember, Plymouth is where we kicked out some undesirables. One exactly. well, they, they of on them, up yeah, to, yeah, I know. And to that's why I you Exactly. So, yeah, no, so. that's true. But I think also you've got to remember that the, our rural family. You know, originally comes from Germany. Okay, tell me, still, yeah. Three right? months ago, yes. And then, you know, the, right. the, the, the Queen, I think, is a quarter she's German. No, oh, she's German. Her yes. husband uh, was Greek. Right. So it's right. not like the, the royal family. No, 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 right. you know, absolutely pure Anglo Saxon. So, no.
0: um, yeah. It's not always the case, but still, you have to set the image. You have to set the pace. You have to get the idea out there. And they did a great job. They said, no Catholicism, nothing else. We're having the Church of England. Yeah. Period. Our rules are way.
1: Well, like, you know, it's it, it's always funny. There was a wonderful uh, piece of research I read. Um, and basically what they did, they went around all the major cities in Europe, mm-hmm. and they timed how long people could walk 10 meters. Just timed it. Okay. And then they put the prevalent religion, the, the, where it was uh, in geographically, north, south, west. Uh, they looked at uh, the amount of rainfall in that. And... Every stereotype you could possibly imagine was basically borne out by this.
0: You're going to be kidding
1: me. So, you know, no. an Italian uh, in Rome would walk a lot more slowly because no, they're Catholic. T- they get, they get, you know, you, you say a few whatever it okay, is. Gotcha, gotcha. You're over. You know, Europeans is damn cold. Everyone's right. moving quickly. They're more yeah, Protestant. Right. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Wonderful uh, kind of pop culture <laughs> study. But I think, it, for me personally, where I'm from in the UK is very Puritan. It's a mm-hmm. Puritan right. side of it. Right. And therefore, the work ethic, it's something I gained from my parents, uh, is very, very strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's, there's almost a, a, an always-on switch. And That's I think right, that right, comes right. from, you know, if I don't work really hard, I'm You're not, not going to get through the, right. the pearly gates. That's right. And oh, that, oh that the pearly gates are, what about the winner? I, no, I think that comes
0: you know, now. That's more important. That's but historically, if you, you look think at that, line, more bait? Okay. Yeah.
1: And okay. I think there's a huge work ethic in that part of oh, part of the okay, world, okay. Um, which which influenced me. But uh, yeah.
0: so when you grew up, okay, did you did you keep any of your childhood friends from the village or the area that you grew up in? None of them. No, you wouldn't recognize a one.
1: No, and I think what what was interesting was when I was about 18, I went back to. Uh, in you, you, okay. which, which is where we were. And is that where you were born? No, so Plymouth, but where I, mean, where Plymouth, I, okay. where I, I spent three or four years. Uh, and Mark, who I talked about earlier, recognized me coming out of a store. He, he said he actually recognized my father. So, so Mark's the black guy. Yeah. So he's still there? He's still there. He, ne- he never traveled? He, he never traveled. And he recognized my father coming out of the store and, and then saw me and Said hello, and it was the spookiest thing because we were there for one day.
0: Now, how long was this? Wait, how old were you during 18? You were
1: 18, yeah, just
0: before, okay, okay, yeah, just before you started to travel, yeah, yeah.
1: and and it was so weird. Um, so that was really nice. Um, so you still keep in touch me. with him? Do you know where
0: he's at now? Okay, <laughs>
1: I'm terrible at that. All right, I'm terrible. I, I but, wait,
0: but when you go home to visit your parents, do you ever try to you know look at some of the other areas where you came up? And-
1: um. So my, same, my family. Some, are all, I'm sure
0: some of the same buildings, I'm sure it does, in England things don't change a whole lot. Well, no, the structures stay for a long year, the right? They stay there.
1: So, my, m- all of my family apart from my parents, all are still in Plymouth. Okay. So, we would always go back Christmas anyway. Is the home
0: that you were in still up? Is it still yeah. there? Yeah, okay. where I was born. It's right. still there.
1: Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the, that, that whole area hasn't changed much. Okay. Um, so that, that that's kind of where my grandparents uh, passed a, a number of years back. So we don't go down as much now. If grandparents on your mother and father's side, uh, my mother's uh, died very young. Uh, my, my grandparents on my father's side were into okay. their nineties. Okay. Um, very kind of uh, hardcore. I mean that, that, that age group of people, what they went through there. Right, of course. Yes, they're tough. Course. And uh, oh. granddad was in Burma in medical corps, and you know what he, he was in see. the service. Yeah. Okay. But so. your
0: father, did he ever go in the service?
1: No. Okay. Uh, my father...
0: Because he's my age, so he would have been in Vietnam almost. Your father would have possibly... Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, no he, he would have been Vietnam, of that age group. Right. He would have but
1: the we had a, a, a national service, it was called, uh, in the UK, mm-hmm. that everyone had to do military service. Up During his to, time? No, he he missed it by, I think, about a year. So it had finished, and then he came okay, eligible. So he, okay. So he missed it, and... Uh, that's why I think he, he wanted to be in the special constabulary, which is a, the the kind of semi police force, mm-hmm. um, because you know the, the country was kind of still rebuilding. Plymouth, being a naval town, had been blasted in bits. Mm-hmm. There's a, a very famous roundabout in the centre of, of Plymouth where the old cathedral was, mm-hmm. and the cathedral was in ruins, but they kept it in ruins as a monument. Mm-hmm. So if you go into the city, you're always reminded about that of, of the war. Yeah. Yeah. The
0: war. What would it be like for me if I went to your area, Plymouth, now, today?
1: Um, well, two things. It is a, a very famous naval town, so you, okay. you, you'll see that reflected everywhere. Okay. Um, but w- what I think they've done a good job of is is pushing the maritime history now. So if, if you go out, there's a, a lot more to learn about, you know, the Elizabethan period when people mm-hmm. were really going off mm-hmm. and discovering new lands, and mm-hmm. and I think... You know, you you would find that, you'd find, you know, a lot of fish and chip shops. Where I'm from, we have something called a pasty, which is our kind of national dish, if you will. You mean England has a national dish? Uh, well, it's fish and chips, but <laughs> where I'm I thought, from, I thought, yeah. it's uh, just imagine a, a, a kind of calzone, but with uh, um, uh, meat and and potato okay. and vegetables in it. All right, and they used to give it Substance foods. yeah. Yeah, basically the, the, it, it was designed to go in your pouch so you go mm-hmm. off and work in the day in mm-hmm. the farm and you had something just to nibble on. It's our version of an Giddy if you like. Um, so you'd have that I'm sure. Um, if I went
0: there alone, I mean being who I am, if I went there alone, sure. people would be very receptive and stuff. As soon as they heard me speak, what
1: would they think? Oh, as an American? Oh, you'd be, you they'd, know, oh, fascinating. They would love it. They would love it. Would absolutely. Love it.
0: They want to know where you're from. And, and they'd uh, want to know if I was in the movies or anything like that. They would go through all of that, right? Yeah,
1: where so. I, I lived in Exmouth, so uh, from the age of about 12 onwards. Right next to that was uh, the Royal Marine Commando Training Center. Uh, and because of that, you saw more people of color. Okay. Because they were training to be Marines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you people would be fascinating you in the okay, movie yeah, business exactly, you're in the yeah. music business yeah, you know something. what are you doing here yeah. you know uh, once you go to a pub and the drinks are in that you know that's, there'll be that's jokes that's about septic tanks and, and everything you know, yeah. and the yanks and all, <laughs> all the all the things that we take the mickey out of that's right that it out of europe but until but, then yeah they'd be as polite as they get back yeah. no, absolutely no they're fascinating cool. and and again right. a lot of people visit that area as tourists because it's beautiful beaches when the sun's out of course um, and uh, it's it's very different from where they are. It's the warmest mm. part of, of the country. Right. So a lot of people come down. In fact, now, I, I spoke to my parents yesterday, and they've never had so many visitors because people can't travel internationally. Oh, that's right, of course. So they're all piling down into to what we call the West Country. Wow. So, yeah, it's a big place.
0: Now tell me, Tony, what's kept you in Japan for 26 years? Martial arts. That was it's, a clear
1: answer. Very, very clear. <laughs> I... I came because I wanted to, so from the JET program, I got the Mombusha scholarship to go to Tokyo University. You went to Todai? I was a Todai boy. Wait, wait, wait. For how many years? Uh, two years. So I did postgraduate studies. Todai? Yeah. Wow. No, no, For those people weird. that
0: do not know, that's the Oxford of Japan. That's the, um, what else, Cambridge of Japan. That would be, yes. Oxford and
1: Cambridge. I don't know the American versions, yeah.
0: Todai.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, wow. So here's the thing. It was very interesting. So, I got here and I realized if I if I wanted to uh, really deeply understand the things I was interested in, I needed to learn the language. So for four years I stopped reading anything in English. I only read things in Japanese, which is why I wear glasses to this day. My eyes are absolutely shot. Because mm-hmm. I had to write kanji hundreds of times. It was you know, I wasn't I didn't have a, a magic. Oh you still are you still you've kept up with it. Yeah. I still, I, I still yeah. read and write. And so I studied that uh, and then I, I got into uh, Tokyo University on the, on the scholarship, but it was very interesting because as you probably know, Japanese universities start at 18 and they still have two years of general education um, and then they start in their third year in, into their focused area mm-hmm. and it was very frustrating for me because a lot of the people I was with really were doing things I was doing when I was right, 16, 17, right. Right. Um, so I actually found the course quite not not fantastic, and I switched over what I was doing, and uh, I wrote my final thesis on Carlos gone, believe it or not, Carlos gon yeah, because he'd just come to Japan and he okay. was making massive changes in Nissan and firing people and and doing you know the big turnaround and of course, you know twenty something years on you're reading in a paper like, my goodness, what happened? Well, what a story mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so. To, to go back to your question, I've always been obsessed by the martial arts. So what, did,
0: so what, did, what field did you go into? what did you graduate
1: with? Uh, so I finished off. I didn't mm. graduate. Okay. Now, I had a choice to go on, and it was very clear to go through to get my doctorate. Um, or I could go out and get some money. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And you chose... And I, 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 I really didn't enjoy the academia I had found at Toda. Mm. Uh, they are a super intelligent group of people, very focused going to become the future leaders, you, you know Nobel Prize winners etc right, right but the level of practicality and what they were doing was
0: you could see the radio in the wall
1: I was yeah. not going to enjoy another seven years of that yeah. even you know with the scholarship so uh, I got out and um, I found a, a Japanese company looking for a, a bilingual uh, person to, to work with Toyota so uh, uh, well, the company was called CMC. He was a very nice Australian guy who, who, who introduced me. And, uh, you know, it was my first job. And, and first thing they do, they flew me over to the U.S. To, to Torrance to work with the Lexus team. And on the way back, they flew to me. Where? To where? Torrance in Los oh, Angeles. Oh, Torrance, Torrance in Los Angeles. Yeah. Okay. And this was my first job. so I, you know, I mean, suddenly I'm in Torrance, Los Angeles. It's this great you've never been to the States? i mean, the States. Right. Flew me back via Hawaii so we could... Well, how long were you there in Torrance? Only, I think it was a week there. Okay, okay. And then flew back to Hawaii, and then I went over to Korea. So I was flying all around the world in this job, launching Lexus in in different countries, which, you know, first, it was a great brand. Okay. Um, But secondly, you know, the people you meet were fantastic. Um, And so I did that, and then I thought, well, I'm really interested in marketing and communications, so uh, I'll I'll look and see. I I was a bit worried about staying in a Japanese company. Japanese companies have certain ways of doing things. That's right. Uh, and uh, so I looked for a joint venture and I found a joint venture company between a uh, uh, company here, a major um, advertising co- group called Hakohodo and a British company, Harkodo, yeah, yeah uh, which was at that time called uh, Lintus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked with a company called Hakohodo Um and it was great. And, you know, I had... Uh, what did you do there? So I was uh, a, a, an account lead, so I would, you know, look after the marketing communications plans for such exciting products as Domestos, and Jif, and uh, uh, Johnson Johnson's Baby. Okay. So it was good. I, you know, my day, I'd, I'd go and you know, talk to mothers about rubbing baby oil on their kids, and go from there to something called AC Delco to talk about battery parts, right, right. and go from there to Nestle to talk about Kit Kat sales, and then end, up, the end up my afternoon talking about bleachers. Wow. And, uh, and it was and great. And you loved it. Yeah. No, I absolutely loved it. And then you learn all the time and you, you, you learn about people's behavior and right, what right, they right, say right. and what they do, two different things. Right, um, right. But I, I, it's very funny, the first thing I actually ever did in my first mail, I think, they said, oh, Tony, can you do um, uh, an overview of the tampon and sanitary napkin market? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, special, specialist yeah. in that. Yeah. I, I, I pulled out some books and, uh, you know, I, I looked up and this is the size of the market and the scale and these are some of the products. And they said, oh, brilliant, that's, that's great. Tony." can you tell us, are the tampons digital? And are they what? Are they digital? And I immediately thought, I, I, I wrote back and I said, no, I don't think they've managed to put a chip in them yet. <laughs> and, of course, what they meant was, is it finger type? Is it finger type? A finger type. The, the 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 shape of the product. Is it like a digit oh digit, a digital oh. Yeah exactly, right? The, oh okay. exactly
0: and I didn't what, no no how well, did exactly you think I
1: that? I was thinking well What would you be thinking? That doesn't make sense. Well it does if you're a specialist in the field. So anyway now, who's I, asking you this? So this was a team in London who were making well, the actually, products. Is it, it the
0: digital? Team. So the thing, is it, it a digit? Ah, oh, is it
1: the the, yeah, the, the, I, the
0: pop-up tab,
1: yeah. Yeah, and I, I was I, What other the
0: that wait? Wait, there's tampons, the tampons are always digital. I think it's the, the napkins that aren't.
1: No, I don't know. I I Okay, really okay, but anyway, not a specialist. Saying, especially, especially but that's what they But were. the first thing I thought was probably like you is what they managed to embed a chip in your yeah, right, or something. Right. Yeah. And so I had no idea. So I sent it back and uh, they thought it was hilarious and uh, that, that became a running joke from the amount of time I was with that company. Um, but anyway, it, it, you know, working with an international company, very unfortunately, I had joined the company. Nine months later, the guy who had brought me in, the chairman, he had a, a major heart attack. Okay. And as they wheeled him out yeah. uh, after being there for nine months, okay. he said, I want Tony to take care of the business. Here? Yeah. Was this, this was the Australian guy? Uh, no, he was British as well. British time. guy, okay. And uh, so after having been in the company at the right boat, uh, for nine months, I think it was about... 26 at the time, mm-hmm. I was getting all the country manager mails, and one of the males says, "Do you have any rising stars in your company?" Uh, and I said, "Well, Anthony Cundy has certainly shown himself to be <laughs> one of the, best the highest three. qualities." Right, right, right. So they said, "Okay, that's great. Come for two two weeks in New York for for some advanced training." <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> flew over to New York for a couple of weeks, which is great. Um, and uh, yeah, met, met some phenomenal figures. In that time, it was a, a period of huge transition because there were just some enormous personalities in the business. I mean, they were just crazy. Oh,
0: yeah. They always are.
1: And and really, a lot of drugs and alcohol, frankly. And they were the last of the generation. And the global CEO came in. And, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, and he was he was hammered and. Uh, he said, oh, you're all going to be millionaires. And he ran out of the room. <laughs> Everyone kind of went. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so two weeks and, you know, uh, just, just learning that. That was great fun. And then came back and... Uh, uh, it was very interesting, it was a time when a lot of uh, international brands, so example we, we worked with Gateway, mm-hmm. which you know is like a memory to people at the time, it was a big powerful it's PC strange. company. It was for a second. So they started doing it and uh, I got head tunded out of there to work um, with another company uh, to run the Volkswagen business here, which is, was the, the, the largest international automotive brand. Mm. Um, and uh, it was a a great opportunity, it was a wonderful brand and uh, they were very simple, made some beautiful work from the 60s onwards Mm -hmm. uh, for for the Beatle and uh, it was a pleasure to work on, people were great. Oh, You worked with them for how long? Uh, So I worked with them for four years. Four years? Yeah. What position? What were you? Uh, So I started uh, leading the account and then I became general manager (laughs) and then six months later the CEO uh, decided to leave and they asked me if I'd run company so this is a several million Here dollar Japan. company yeah. so I looked after that um, for how long oh, I think it was about a year I ran it I told them you need to get a senior Japanese person because frankly what was I 29 30 mm-hmm. running a comp- multi-million dollar company with a big margin it's not good for the, the run of the company right. um, but it was a great experience and as I said for me one of the great things was it was a It was a company at its very heart that understood the power of communications for them. Uh, And, you know, I remember going in and and some companies, you know, they maybe choose one, two, three campaign visuals uh, Mm -hmm. a a year. We went in in one meeting. uh, We we got approval for 12 different ads. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, we made a a wonderful television commercial for them, which was uh, the guys flew down to Okinawa to shoot it. But, you know, uh, Japanese TV spots are very loud. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, nice. I don't know why drinking beer is associated with drinking acid. You
0: know?
1: Okay. <sighs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, and so in the middle of that, we we literally shot a beetle from the front on a beach with nothing but the sound of the waves for 15 seconds. Yeah. And at the end of the ad, um, we just said this this 15 seconds or 30 seconds, depending on the length that we bought, of peace was brought to you by the new Beatle. And it flew. It flew, I and mean, it, it, yeah. it was absolutely well, the opposite of what everyone was doing, but it was so uh, you know aligned with it. Mm-hmm. So there, there were some great experiences. And uh, in a creative business, you meet so many people. What, what's nice about the communications business is you meet so many people who have different skill sets. From you. And that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Not only because you know, and you you'll have fights and and will be friction, of course, of course. But, but you'll learn so much. Yeah, and you, you, you think, oh God, I never thought of that. Right, and you That's you find your way through through the problems, not you know in your right, way.
0: Right. Yeah, if, if, and then you sit back sometimes and think, I'm so happy the world's so diverse, because if it was my totally. way, we would be in there. Hell of a spot right now. Well, you You're blink. A, there's so many different places, mind. yes.
1: But you, you just, there are flashes of inspiration that Isn't come it? from all places. Uh, I think the, the, the best example I was in, again, I was I was in New York and we were given a task, um, and this sounds bizarre, but the task we were given was to create a campaign for testicular cancer awareness. Okay. And uh, anyway, we decided this team of five of us, we, we decided to encamp in the lobby of this big New York agency, and we were talking about it, and there was a lady uh, on the reception, and she went, you know what, you know what, that sounds just like Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve, and everyone went, damn, it could, it, she's got it, and, and her idea was to show an apple how an apple rots and say, look, that, that could be yours, okay. that was the lady on reception, isn't that something? No, it was wonderful, <laughs> and, and everyone just went, she's crazy." That's
0: it. because you guys were so perceptive to be able to pick that up. For what it was worth. Yeah, but that she, you know, it. she That's she had it. the personality isn't to say, you know what, uh, guys. <laughs> it's an apple. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. That's great. Now, so, were you doing what at this time? You were more. It was still with VW, were right? you?
1: Yeah. No, so that you, was part of. In the advertising business, what you tend to do, and, and certainly in my career, you you have a main account that you tend to focus mm-hmm. on, uh, and then you have a couple of sub smaller okay, okay. accounts that allow you, you know, not to to get tired of just focusing really? on other things. So for example, I would work with the Canadian Tourist Commission okay, okay. Uh, years back, uh, Work with Philips uh, on the shavers and Sonicare. Uh, and again, it's fascinating. Philips is a great example. I, I still have good friends uh, who are my clients uh, at the time there. Um, and you know, it's a Dutch company, and, and if it ain't it Dutch, matter. it ain't much. <laughs> and they're engineers, and, and they really think, <laughs> And, uh, you know, when, when you work with them, you have to, to have to understand that, you know, you have your own way of thinking, your creative team's way of thinking, and they've got theirs. And your job is to help with them that. see right, this right. in ways that they can understand. Um, and therefore, you know, it's, it's, always, a, it's always a people business. Mm-hmm. Even, even if, in the end, you know, you're creating a, a print ad or a digital it banner campaign or whatever. It's, it's about people. From BW, where'd you go? So uh, within the company I was working at, I worked for a company called DDB. Uh, I said, look, I've been here in Japan 13 years, uh, but I've never worked anywhere else. And most of the people I have met, my clients, they've been into multiple countries. Um, I'd like to do something else. Uh, and we had found a Japanese gentleman to, to run the office by that time. And they said, okay, we'll, we'll look, look for something for you. And suddenly they, they phoned me up and they said, what are you doing? Next week, I said oh, I'm not that super busy. So okay, we want to fly you to Florida. So they flew me to Florida for a McDonald's global convention. And you know, you you go to McDonald's, it's an astonishing,
0: know, no astonishing job. business, and no you know, job.
1: they they don't. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a machine. They're
0: not just selling hamburgers, that's
1: for sure. Oh, no, they they say, mm. you know, you got ketchup in your blood. There you go. And so uh, I met the guys who ran the business globally, and they said, well, look, we'd like you to move to London to run our business across Europe, working with McDonald's. Uh, so it was great. So I could go home uh, and live in London, and my mother, I phoned my mother up and said, look, I'm going to come back, and we we're going to live in London for a few years. And, God, she broke down on the phone crying. Like, okay. Oh, um, so, I was based in London, I did, that first year I did 24 countries, I was literally bouncing across Europe. Uh, and, and London's set up, you know, obviously Heathrow is a phenomenal airport, and, you know, I'd, I'd get up in the morning and, and the taxi was there, I'd take me to Heathrow, I'd fly to, to Amsterdam for meetings, you know, go, go to the, the art museum there, get a bit of lunch, fly back and have dinner at home. I mean, that, that's what London was like. And I landed just as, literally a month later, Lehman uh, happened. And a mm-hmm. huge economic impact of that. And everybody was being told, right, you're not flying, you're not right. apart from me. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember the, the, the <laughs> reasons. Mm-hmm. It, because everyone stopped going to you know more expensive restaurants. It was by McDonald's. The McDonald's sales were going through the roof. So the, the CEO of Europe pulled me in and said, okay, Tony, you you got you know, no no fly. Oh, oh, mate, you're on McDonald's. Yeah, don't worry about it. And see. So I flew everywhere while everyone else was, you know, yeah, worried yeah. about their jobs. And uh, I ended up with more air miles than Harry Potter. I mean ridiculous. <laughs> I just I people at Heathrow would wave and say, Oh, that must have been the You
0: you were, you were the only um, guy going. You and two other you. guys, yeah. But yeah. You could sell, yeah.
1: Because McDonald's cells were just doing fantastic. and it it happened that uh, I think about two years in, um, my my parents had come up and we were talking about the future and we'd just seen Lehman and frankly Western Europe was not looking in a good state and uh, my father said you really need to get back to Japan and I said Dad if you want me to leave I mean just tell me straight and he said no 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 you Lehman no, you, you, you should really suggests. think about the future you know with your skill you. set if you look the future You're is not Asia do right Thank you. He, was, he was very sharp England's going to be tough. He was right. And uh, it just so happens uh, a friend of mine said, look, I know a guy who's going to be in London for a meeting. Why don't you meet him? And uh, I met this uh, guy, crazy Aussie, very funny character, <laughs> who was the CFO of a, 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 an agency here. And we met for lunch. He said, what do you know about Japan? And I said, well, quite a bit. And he said, okay, um, we're looking for a, a, someone around the strategic planning unit. Uh, would you come back and do that and that was a huge move for me because basically coming to, back to Japan after 2 years i came back as an expat so i had the package that went with it the club membership everything oh, which but you didn't have prior it didn't have prior and to. you didn't even know it existed right no i knew so i I'd, I'd started you. coming to the club oh you'd been coming to the club uh, uh, with friends okay, right. since 2000 or something okay so you know about the club. um but uh, yeah i mean it, it, it was a different deal for me so, I, I, I came back and, and took over the strategic planning lead. We started winning. For, for what? So, I, I worked with a company called Beacon. Which Beacon, is, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and we, 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 you know, first thing we did, I, I won some business and we, we started getting some momentum. I, I took over all the account services team as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had a, a really, really, really strong few years. We really were beaten, very strong unit. Uh, and, and good how big people. was your group how big was your group uh, I think in total we had about 300 people at the time all in Tokyo yeah okay um, and uh, pretty much all of that rolled into me apart from the, the creative teams and you were over this whole organization yeah and so there was a CEO there uh, as well uh, who'd been there for quite a number of years who are you you weren't the CEO no so I, I I led the account services team and then the strategic planning team and then you had a you had finance, you had uh, a production unit and the creative unit. Okay. Um, and so, to be honest with you, the, the reasons I left was, you know, there was a very glass ceiling. I couldn't go any further. Right. Okay. The, the CEO were, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And and you know, the guy knew his business. Well, how long? How long was, were you there? Was so four big... years. Four years? Yeah. Okay. Four years with them, and then uh, someone offered me the opportunity of running a, a, what at the time was the world's largest digital uh, advertising network, which was called wonder Wonder. Wonderman. So a, Wonderman. yeah, W U N, and uh, so I joined that um, at a very tough time for them. Uh, global, they were going through massive global changes. It was really very interesting. I had been very much on the creative side of the business, so, mm-hmm. so creating big style campaigns. And this was, you know, a lot more about how do you develop CRM, how do you leverage data, how do you create data lakes. What's CRM. What's CRM? So it's customer relationship. Okay. So okay. Management, right, again, talk. Okay, of course, um, <laughs> and uh, you know it was, it was a lot more business to business work that I'd not mm-hmm. done before. Okay. Um, so that was a was a a big uh, shift for me mentally, and mm-hmm. also becoming CEO properly. Oh, so you coming. became CEO. So I became okay. CEO. Okay, of
0: okay. and yeah, then you then came in. in that way. They they yeah. wanted you to be CEO. Yeah. What happened to the guy prior to you? Or person
1: Uh He had gone to become head of Asia. So he okay. Okay. So he just,
0: but he stayed up there. He just went. Okay.
1: Yeah. And. Uh, so did you report to him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Super nice guy. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, still keep in touch. He's a, he's a nice guy. Uh, still keep a good yeah, in touch. Yeah. Okay. Well, how long did you stay with that company? Uh, so th- it was an interesting one because it became very clear they weren't interested in Japan. Japan was an afterthought in their global uh, growth. How long did it planet. take for you to realize that? Oh, a year of getting my feet under the table and when working out that really they weren't going to move. In one they weren't. They didn't want to it. hear it. No, more than interesting.
0: And oh, how's the company doing right now, by the way?
1: Uh, they've gone through various. So globally, they uh, I think were absorbed or okay. uh, became a JV with another company, as, as often right, happens. Right, right.
0: So they didn't go where they were talking about possibly going. On their own, they ended up having...
1: No, they, they, they basically they were in part of a larger group and then became uh, kind of melded to, to okay. another entity okay. as okay. well. Um, and so a, a former friend of mine uh, from my Beacon days uh, had joined a company here called McCamp. Mm-hmm. And he was, oh, you should come over. So I met the CEO. I was like, mm. and, uh, and then I said, no, we're really serious. This, this is one of our top three markets. We want to invest in the market. And, you know, long-term, that's where I intend to be. Uh, and I said, okay, well, if you're serious about investing, well, I'll come on board. Um, and the first thing we did, actually, we, uh, we, we put a plan together for Japan, and we went to New York, and we presented it. And uh, the first thing they did was say, okay, we got some feedback on some of your plans, but we're going to give you, and I think originally the, the budget we had was something like $10 million to completely redo your office space because we believe the environment is so important. Wait, do we do your office space? Yeah. Which you were coming into a new company, right? Yeah. So we'd just gone in. and So obviously there were people Who's around. We? Who's we? So we, we had an executive team, right? So there was a, a, right. a group CEO, CFO, and a head of planning. And so we had gone over to uh, New York to, to present this. And uh, it was ballsy, so it's so yeah, whole plan. Yeah, I'm, I'm for Japan. missing something. You went with another company where you're doing this, were you? Yeah. So I'd moved and joined a, a, a new company after two years of Wonderman. I joined a company called McCann.
0: Okay. Uh, McCann so McCann. So, he, so McCann went mm-hmm. in
1: to pres- present this proposal. And we went to New York to present a proposal to say we're going to get Japan back on track, put the business where we want to be. And you're talking to McCann. And we're talking to the global CEO the global, and the board. Can. I got yeah. you. So they said,
0: fantastic. Here's $10 million. We do your whole office. Yeah. And grow.
1: And grow, of course. But did you do it?
0: Yeah. How long did it take you? Just We
1: were back, uh, I think we were in a very, very good place. Uh, by about two and a half years in. Everybody was rolling. Well, they could see that happening. Then they you must have been it. so happy. They were they coming can, over. The office business. place at the right. There was energy. Yeah. There was new business rolling through the door. I think, I think you made them very happy. How great. long do
0: you stay with them? Are you still with them? No.
1: So okay. I. I um, so after three years, okay, they promoted me to the CEO of the group, which at the time is about 750, maybe 800 people, um, and literally six months later the first cruise ship comes in in yokohama you mean the um princess Di- the diamond princess diamond princess yeah. i think it was oh, and then a couple of months later i was you know online with with the company saying look everyone's got to go home and everybody's going to work remotely from now on this this is not looking good and uh it's interesting. The the, the so group this you
0: brought me right up. Go ahead. Go on. Yeah.
1: So I mean, it was it was wow. an interesting time because parts of the group. Are you with them now? No. So I left. Uh, I took a package in March uh, to move on because they they restructured. Of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty one.
0: Oh, did you just? Took, oh, so you actually stayed with them all the way through. I mean, yeah. you stayed up until. No, you actually. didn't. You didn't leave right away because no, no. that happened. That happened twenty twenty. When yeah. I mean, you talk about when Princess Diamond came, yeah, that was yeah. in December. No, after January or something like
1: that. Basically. But that was a, that was a, a huge change because up until then, you know, you're working with clients, the business right, is right, building, everything's yes, right, right, And right. suddenly the brakes hit on everything. And you know, par- parts of the parts of the business, for example, the event business where you know that was strongly hit because of course, you couldn't do anything. Of course, yeah. So parts of the business were doing fantastic, other parts were struggling. You know, working a plan out um, of how to, to get through that for everybody was just tough. So what happened? Where are they now in Japan? Or did they pull out? No, 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 no. It's, it's a big company. I know that. you know, it has fantastic health. So, no, no, they're, they're smaller like everybody else's. Of course, um, yeah. But uh, the, the, the key thing was really to streamline and focus on the areas that were going to grow anyway. Right. So, for example, healthcare and digital mm-hmm. businesses. And then the the regional and global plan was just really to to remove a lot of kind of overlaps um, that we but had you in the business, right, right. which hoping you that you would expand with that overlap. Eventually, uh, but I mean, but you, you, you need you, you need to to you know uh, go on a diet mm-hmm, at mm-hmm, some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we did that, and we put the plan together. And I was part of a, a big new business win for them as well. And I'm, I'm you know they I, took care of you. Oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, took yeah, care yeah. of the business. Right, I mean you know, it, it was I know It works, it works it, both ways. It, it has, has, to. And, it and has to, be, to. And it was a very, you know, amicable thing. I have right. a great respect for the people there. Good people. Right. And uh you Well, know. they'll be with you continually. I'm sure you guys are gonna cross each other's paths. Absolutely. And uh you know, this is the nice thing about that, that industry. You know, I I've met so many talented people. I'll give you a great example. I remember uh so a young lady joined the company and, and she's a Japanese lady. She's got blonde bob hair and a really funky character and, and always come in, uh, Chan, we always call her. And uh, I chatted with Rak Chan. she's creative. And I said, oh, you know, I can't remember just chatting about something. And I said, oh, so what, what do you do on the weekends? You know, what's your passion? And she said, I do tattoo art. It's just, you know, a little cherubic. This <laughs> Japanese girl with the blonde, blonde. I said, what? She took off her
0: sleeves. No, no, she didn't have any. She didn't have, she she didn't have did any the art. She only did the art.
1: She only did and she came out with this portfolio of her work yeah. and it was mind-blowing. Stuff. I can imagine, I can imagine. Beautiful. Yeah, you know. And you're just looking at because my goodness me, what a talented girl. And you're just looking at the work and thinking, My God, you know. Yeah, you know. And, and and you know, having the opportunity to, to bring in because we were taking on new grads. So funny, so up until I was there, they used to have a very clear new grad program which was you know an interview and I would sit here yeah, stiffly yeah, yeah, yeah. and you would sit yeah. stiffly and there would be five <laughs> rounds of that and we might let you in so I decided to change that and uh it was funny I think it, so the last one instead of doing this we, we got everybody in um, and we did time, a, right? a, a group seminar and honestly you could tell within the first five minutes who's who because what who's I did was <clears throat> I said you got different tables, for people around the table. And I said, uh, okay, you see there's a pile of paper in the middle of the table. You've got three minutes to make the largest tower you possibly can with the paper, go. And it was fascinating because the speed of some of the kids to understand what you are asking, one lady, she threw off her shoes, jumped on the table and said, right, start ringing. And you knew, right, that girl, so we bought help. We need her. We need she's her. poof. She's, she's no joke. on it. You saw a couple of the others go, no, actually, this is the way it's we can make it taller. So in three minutes, we had them up and running. And, and they loved it. You know, That's it's beautiful. not, you know, if, if you're an international company That's saying that, that you're, you're selling good way great. to find
0: out real quick. Oh, man. It was good fun. And it'd probably be a lot, a lot more. To the point and find out what the people can really do than sitting down one on one, you still don't know. You don't know. Those are just words, but you're watching the
1: action. Practical. These people. No, that was good. So, what are you doing now?
0: So, uh, to in the future. I mean, to now. Not the I'm just
1: finishing up my, my uh, uh, gardening leave. Uh, Your gardening you... leave. Yeah. So, there's a bit of time that, that you have between companies to to. Uh, oh, that's uh, what you call it. Okay. It's called a gardening leave, and then uh, so I, I start a new <laughs> gig in September.
0: You already know what it is. I
1: am. Uh, I do.
0: You can't talk about it. Though. All right. In September, you start a new gig here in Japan, correct? In Tokyo. Mm-hmm. My goodness. All right. It's That's been a, wonderful.
1: Been a good ride, and all Absolutely.
0: through the the background has always been the martial arts. And you will continue to do that. That's Absolutely. your way of life. Absolutely. One of your ways of life. That's good.
1: Absolutely.
0: Wow. Well, Tony, look. I mean, I can't ask you what your future is going to be because I already know it's going to be with this company, making the company, whatever you're going to better and better and better. I'm sure that I I want to thank you again for taking the time to come in here.
1: Tony. It's been my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Fantastic. All of you watching this podcast, make sure, did I say that right? Because I always get in trouble. Just watching this podcast, make sure you press like, subscribe, and remember, it's all unknown. Continue to reach for the stars and you're too blessed to be stressed. Come <small noise> on.